Good morning. It is Friday, February 18th, and it's Friday. And my apologies for one, being late. Uh, rookie move. Computer needed an update. Didn't realize that it was going to take 20 minutes. So I updated the computer. And two, I woke up to understand that my neighbor is getting a new roof. So there might be some sounds in the background that happens along with uh, some dogs barking. I won't stop the recording and edit this one this morning because we're going to get through this one. Big news of uh, yesterday was the, the fall. It was the worst day of 2022 on the stock market. And it wasn't because of anything other than people were selling based on the Ukrainian situation. Um, it's still a, a super fragile market. Uh, but what happened when people were selling, what has what held the market up is that buyers were showing up. And people were buying the dips and, and people were uh, constantly just um, believing that the economy is stronger and they showed up. Well, volume on buys yesterday were significantly down. So while people were selling in a, a quote unquote panic or just selling to take profits because of the, the most recent run up, the buyers never showed up. That's essentially it. Uh, now, there was also a big interview uh, and the halftime report on CNBC by Kathy Woods, who is in charge of the ARC funds. Uh, the big headline was she says there's no bubble. Um, in her stocks, even though they're down 60, 70, 80, 90%, uh, there was no bubble. Ironically, yesterday, one of our plays, which uh, the options market had indicated a 16% move in either direction, was Roku. Roku fell by 25% after earnings. Uh, they are down near 100. Uh, it's a trading at right now at 105. This is one of her plays. The P.E. was significantly, significantly um, uh, higher. Uh, we said this was a risk going into it. Um, it turned out to be an enormous risk if you did buy it. I thought it was looking attractive. I almost made the move. I said, there's no way these guys can, can continue to be this bad. Well, essentially, uh, while earnings per share beat, revenues were down. And they gave further, uh, further guidance that... They're just, you know, they're, they're having some issues. What, what Essentially what Roku has uh, indicated is they're, they're making TVs. They're making hardware. While they're the software on a lot of TVs, they're also developing these TVs. Well, Apple decided that it was just too expensive. Um, uh, Amazon has dabbled in it, but has almost decided that it's too expensive. Um, Google has decided it's too expensive and it's just providing the software. So... I think Roku's going to come to that conclusion and they're probably their costs will get more in line where they become a, a, a software business. But the other news of the morning, DraftKings. DraftKings, uh, even though they beat the street, um, they said they 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 basically issued guidance. And, and my problem with DraftKings, I've ridden this one all the way down. I think I had it at 40. I didn't sell it at 90. I should have taken that profit, but I've ridden it down. I do believe in sports gambling is the big one. The cost per acquisition is just out of control on this one. The other thing that I heard in the last quarter is that they had $184 million of stock um, options that, not even options, RSUs as compensation. Uh, I don't like a company that's not making money that's giving away $184 million in it to executives. Um, that to me just seems out of control. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, Ukraine. Um, while it, it does look like uh, something's going to happen, Blinken yesterday said that uh, there, there's probably going to be a, be a false narrative that will start it. 
Um, what, what, what should be noted is that there is a significant North American alliance that seems to be, or an American alliance, that seems to be getting um, stronger uh, against Russia. So Putin might be cutting it off his nose to spite his face, even if he tries it. Um, there, there's rumors that the shelling has gotten, uh, cross-border shelling has, has started. Um, the troops have not moved in. They're, they're moving blood banks there. Blah, blah, blah. But the other thing is today oil is down. And the reason oil is down is because there's a potential Iranian deal, which could mean a million barrels a day. Um, I think it's a million or a hundred million. I forget which. But essentially, there, there are fears that the, the market will flood. So today, um, oil came down from about $94 per barrel to about $90 per barrel. So... Those are the updates that I wanted to give you this morning. Today probably will be an up session. Um, yesterday, the big one was Uvixi. Um, and ironically, on Active Trader Pro, Uvixi is the second most active traded stock yesterday. Um, this one shot up from $15 all the way up to $16.42, which was, it, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a big percentage move for it. Um, the other news that I wanted to let you know about, uh, hot stocks was Nvidia touched, uh, below 240 yesterday. If it goes below 240 again, I might nibble on it again. Um, that's a big one that, you know, again, anything under $300 in my mind, I think you'll be okay in the long run with, with Nvidia. They just did report earnings. Um, the earnings blew it away and yesterday they were down somewhere near about 15%. So that's a big one. I, I think that's an opportunity. Um, my biggest opportunity continues to be Facebook. And, and Facebook right now is trading at 207. Um, this one, the PE is 15. At a 15 ratio with, with this one trying to, um, you know, again, there, there's been a huge options play on this one. And yesterday there was news um, that, that one Facebook buyer realized 41% gains in the option market on puts. Um, so there's a tremendous amount of downward pressure on this one from the market. If we pull this one up in our uh, uh, tre trend spider, um, I think it got us out yesterday. No, it, we're still in that one because the MACD is still up. It's still rising. The, the RSI is at 24. It came down a little bit. The candles... The problem that we have with this one is there's just no support level. So essentially, while you've got some volume shelves that are creating here, you've just got no support whatsoever. And uh, I started on the Twitter kind of one minute stock chart analysis. And I'll take your uh, any of anything you guys want. Um, I, I will take a look at and uh, do it in one minute. So if you want something, just mention it on Twitter. I'll take a one-minute look at it. But when I posted this one, I looked at a daily, and I see there's a gap back here uh, between July and May, um, about 196 to 200. That it, it worries me because the other two gaps have been filled um, that we saw um, uh, on the way down. Uh, the 200 day is starting to move negative. And again, kind of a couple of days ago, maybe last week, I said um, the number one thing that that I wanted to make sure that I was doing was trading with the trend. Facebook is one where the trend is down. Uh, no doubt about it. While it's been an upward mover, the 50 day just crossed the 200 day. The nine and the, the, the 21 are just absolute ski slopes down. 
Um, but at some point, buyers need to show up. Um, that RSI is just too weak. Um, somebody's going to figure out that this is just a, a, a deal. Uh, again, I say anything below 220, you kind of you know stake your position on. Um, that's one. Uh, let's get back to Kathy Woods because she did, did say her conviction is that these stocks that are down like Teladoc, Roku, um, they asked her specifically, do you think that these get back to their all-time highs? These are 60, 70, 80, 90% down. She said, absolutely. She believes that they will go back to their all-time highs and above. Uh, future, nobody knows the future. There, there's significant doubt out there that these these things do just because they're not making money. You look at Robinhood. Um, Robinhood is trading. Um, let's see. Hood is the thing. Hood is one of her big plays. I don't know what type of innovation Robinhood has really brought. It's trading at 12. Um, you could have bought this at nine and, and moved it up to 12. You could tra- absolutely trade this one. Do I think that they're, um, they're they're not making money? Again, this is a stock that's not making money. <clears throat> so the the what her indication was, <clears throat> she believes that her funds are down because people are taking her free research and basically trading in those stocks, not necessarily in her fund, but trading in her stocks. She's had record inflows over the first month uh, or two months of the year so far. So she's she's assuming that that things are going in. She herself is buying her funds. I own a significant amount. When I look at these things, ArcG is up 0.3 today um, in the pre-market. The other the other three, four that I own, they're all down 2%, ArcF. Um, but again, are these things something that, that you should be uh, putting your money into? A lot of people are upset about this one. One that I pointed out yesterday to a friend, and it was one of these um, uh, uh, one-minute stock trades. Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley took a just a, all the financials. Essentially, what came out there there was a conference of some sea um, level suite folks in Miami of of some of the financial institutions, and one of them made a comment about uh, uh, the Fed just being behind and that they're going to have to use extraordinary measures to try and get inflation under control. That took all of these financial stocks down. So essentially, when I look at Morgan Stanley, um, this is one that that is significantly down um, from yesterday. Again, I, I when I talk about trading, I talk about patience. I broke my own rules. I didn't have patience. I bought this one at 109. I've written it all the way down. Today, it's at 96. 96 in my mind is a great, great buy for this one. Your PE is 11. Um, when we look at Bank of America, which is another, you know, kind of a stock in this realm, PE is 12, 12.95. We look at Goldman Sachs, um, their PE ratio is five. Um, that That is more in the realm of not necessarily taking advantage of uh, interest rates at Goldman Sachs. It's more restructuring and things. Um, their price targets are from 479 to 445. It's 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 up there in the 500 range. I don't know that I necessarily um, trust that one. One of the things, if you didn't want to pick a particular stock, that I, like I've told friends, XLF. XLF is at 39.22 in the pre-market. Let's look at XLF on the. I think I did this one on a one-minute stock chart yesterday. Yeah, you're looking at a downward trend. 
Um, again, you don't want to do the, the, the long-term trend looks like the, the 200 day still moving up, but the 50 day looks like it might cross over. You might be able to get this in the 38, 30, um, $37 range. Um, I, I don't know. There's a gap here between 38.02 and 37.73. Um, well, it's actually been filled in a, a previous reversion back. Um, I don't see a lot of, uh, again, the biggest thing that, that I've been told is that energy and financials, which have already had super strong years compared to the S&P, those are the two, two, uh, two, two sectors that should, uh, should improve this year. You look at the XLE, which is energy, and this one's just on a straight trajectory upward. Um, the 200 day just started moving. It looks like at the beginning of January. And when that 200 day starts moving, um, you've got an opportunity probably to get in here again is 68, 46 too high. I don't know. The other one that looks interesting and, and was supposed to be uh, defensive XLV, which is the health healthcare sector. Um, United health is the biggest, uh, largest portion of this. Um, they U N H I think U N H. Um, let's see. We're putting this one into TrendSpider. Yeah, United Health. Um, on the algorithm, we're out of that one. That one looks like it's trending downward. But again, the 200 day is moving upward. The 50 day has started to move upward. The nine and the the 21 are kind of crossing over. Um, the 50 day looks like it's providing some support in the last couple of days. Um, is this going to move down to the 200 day, which is 458? Who knows? Um, but this is supposed to be defensive. Um, so when you look at the XLV, it's getting interesting. Uh, it's trade. The XLV is actually trading below the 200 day. The 200 day just started to turn negative. Um, the RSI is at 37. The MACD just crossed under the algorithm would have us out of this one. Um, but again, if you wanted to play it early, some of these, uh, sector, uh, plays are, are good to get in early. Um, we had a death cross and the death cross of the 50 day looks like it happened on February 8th. The last time it happened was October 14th and it took a month, November 14th. It, it kind of, uh, came back up. So this, uh, XLV might fit into the, uh, the, the realm of, Hey, wait until interest rates go up and, and then something might happen. So let's take a look at some of, you know, again, I think Morgan Stanley's an opportunity Oh, the other one, NVIDIA. Um, let's look at NVIDIA on the the uh, the TrendSpider chart. It, it came down yesterday, but the 9 is still above the 21. We're trading below the 200-day average. But when you look at this for the last um, week or so, the 200-day is really providing some resistance levels there. Um, the, the RSI moved down to 46, so you are in a buy territory. So hopefully we can, uh, we can get into that one. Uh, I just got a text to look at target and target was one that I was looking at because essentially Walmart released their earnings, but everything went down and Walmart was one of the few stocks. I think it was up yesterday. Uh, Walmart and Coke are two in my, uh, in my portfolio that were up target is at two Oh four. We are at a outside of a buy range on our algorithm, but the RSI is at 30. Um, this, this, you just don't see these types of RSIs on, on, on a lot of these stocks that hold for very long because people start to get in them. Um, the last one, two, three, four, five, 
the last several trades on this one um, were quote unquote fake outs. Um, there was one, a buy on December 27th, where you would have got out on January 11th, and that was a 2% gain. Um, this one, so you know the performance on this one, is 69% versus buying and holding during 1,000 candles is 82%, but your beta was 0.82. So, um, you know, the closer you get to one, the, the higher level of uh, uh, danger in this one. I, I think that's the way beta works. It's one or the other. I'll figure that out. But again, when, when you're, you're closer to one or zero, uh, it's either you're safe or d- danger. But this one had us uh, in 23 positions over the 1,000 candles and 43% were wins, 57% were losses. But the big thing is you still made 70%, which means that those 43 or 10 wins made significantly more. So if you wait for the MACD to cross, un- cross back up, um, you might be waiting a couple of days, but I do think that the 200 level looks like it's going to provide some support on this one. Um, if I do a daily look at this one, and, and again, this is Target, they report on March 1st. So you're looking at March 1st report date. There is a significant gap here that has not been filled between 137 and 143. Do I think that it's coming down that low? Let's look at the uh, the P/E ratio. The P/E ratio is 15. You would have to have a severe crash of this stock or the market to get down there. There also is from um, it looks like November 18th. There's a gap between 259 and 263. Uh, my guess is that that's more likely to be a gap that's filled rather than the one below it. Uh, there was a death cross, it looks like, on January 18th, and that one has has been the start. Really, the start of the slide was with this gap, uh, and it was a gap down November 17th. Um, and since November, this one's just been a, a slide, like a lot of the market. But, you know, you got to realize this one was a high runner as well. So, you know, it, let's look at SKT. SKT is one that we've been looking to play with earnings. Um, and earnings, uh, it's after the bell today, um, uh, or no, uh, yeah, post-market, um, oh, they reported yesterday. So let's look at SKT. Um, let's look at it in, in active trader pro. What did they do? They went from, it looks like it's asking at 1730. Um, it does look like they, let's see their earnings. Um, do, do, do. Well, it's not coming up now. Um, but essentially the earnings were, uh, on our SKT. It didn't move much. Looks like, again, you've got a, a, a stock with a good dividend yield. Um, it looks like it in pre-market, it might be coming down. The Bollinger bands are fairly high. So you might be looking at a 16, $16. Uh, so it might've come down. But you know, yesterday looks like it kind of held up yesterday. Um, Nvidia, SP, SKT. Um, we looked at Palantir. Palantir was one that got really hit hard. And if you're watching Zip Trader on um, on YouTube, he's a big fan. I haven't watched the video. I'll link it up again. Um, Amazon was one yesterday that took it took it on the chin as well. Um, again, their PE ratio is 47, but they went from about 
3,200 down to 3,000 level, 3,093. Um, do I think that that's a great entry point? I do. Let's look at it in the um, in Trend Spider, and there's a huge gap here in the four-hour chart between 2,821 and 3,005. That looks like it's the earnings, <clears throat> right around the earnings release. Yeah. So you've got a big gap here. What you had is the death cross back on January 7th. You have the 9 and 21 moving upwards. The 50 day looks like it's turning around. Um, if you wanted, if you don't have a position in Amazon, it looks like 49 is the RSI. Um, this one, the, the algorithm had us buying in right before earnings at 2895. Um, if you remember yesterday, there was a story that there's $1 trillion in unrealized market cap in this uh, in this stock so uh, i i think that's a good one uh, microsoft had a big down yesterday down day yesterday uh, i i think microsoft is my second or third largest position in my portfolio and it's in the 40 percent that i just don't touch i don't worry about i don't look at it i don't touch it if you don't have a position in microsoft the rsi is at 38 um it, it seriously it's it again since um it looks like december 23rd um december 29th it's just been a downward pan um, downward uh, trajectory we have january 31st a death cross here of the 50 day and the 200 day um the last couple have been uh sales have been uh for losses this one over a thousand candles if you would have just bought it and held it you would have made 71 percent. the algorithm gives you 42 but again um, the, the beta is at 0.48. So you're significantly low on the, 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 uh, the risk scale here. So they've already reported earnings. I don't, you know, anything under 300 in my mind with Microsoft, buy it all day long. Um, you know, and, and again, you look at Facebook, it's trading at 207 this morning. Um, I, I think these are opportunities. You look at Google, let's look at Google. Um, 2659 is what it closed at. Uh, it looks like it's 2650 is where it's trading. So it's trading down. You've had these run-ups, run-downs. The, again, the 200-day looks like it's providing some pretty significant resistance. It tried to break out on February 2nd around earnings, um, but it just couldn't hold it. It, it kind of shrunk down and just lost all of that all of that support. So when I look at the, the recent highs, uh, let's pull back to about here where it's trading in the 3,000 level. Um, there's no volume shelves below this. So if I pull this back all the way back, um, let's look at the last time it September 14th. Again, there's not a lot of volume shelves. It looks like, you know, the volume shelf is right where it's at. Um, the RSI is down. It, we wouldn't be in this one if we were listening to the algorithm. Um, the nine day is just crossed over the 50 day. So if you wanted to start a position in this one, I don't think it's crazy. Um, you know, again, the, the Google's PE ratio, uh, just so you know, uh, is 23. I think the average fang is right 28 or something. Um, Netflix, just so we can get an idea, is still 36. So you've got a lot of opportunity in this one, uh, in this market. Um, I do think that we're going to see significant downside again um, from where we are today. Uh, when you look at the chip stocks, AMD's up to 113. Um, I, I still hold that one. I've been in and out of this one, but I bought a little bit. 
again, at about 113. Um, so I'm back up to probably in the green. But that's one that I've been trading between 113 and 120, taking a nice little 5, 6, 7% uh, gains on this one. Uh, I think I sold some at 130 earlier for like a 10% gain around earnings. So there's an opportunity here. I think today you're looking at an up day. Uh, well, looks like futures just got dragged down a little bit more. Don't know why. I'll have to check into that. But uh, I, I think, you know, Uvixi is another one when it's the number one, number two traded stock on, uh, on Fidelity. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people looking at the volatility in this market. You're trading at 1641 right now in Uvixi. Uh, S Vixi is at 52, um, 52.80 it looks like. So trade carefully. Uh, it's a Friday. We've got a weekend with Ukraine. We've got a weekend with the Iranian deal potentially bringing down oil. Uh, we've got you know Monday off. The markets are closed on Monday, so you've got a long three-day weekend. If you're starting long-term positions, I don't typically suggest that before a three-day weekend. Um, but, you know, we could have a peace deal over a three-day weekend. We could have, um, you know, some type of oil uh, issue where oil get, just gets pummeled up or down. Um, but it does look like the market's kind of pulling back here. Uh, I, there's a lot of people th saying that we're going to test that January low again. Um, and, and I think 4,000 is probably a, a significant resistance level on the S&P. The S&P closed at 4380, so you're still looking at about 10% down if we get down to the uh, the 4,000 level, um, which means you've got a, a long way up. So trade carefully. Uh, take my advice for what it's worth. Um, I am negative for the year, so uh, it, it is what it is, but we've had two great years. Two great years, and we're just giving some back. So, uh, oh, one big thing, you know, the big thing in my portfolio, so you know, is Apple. And Apple on the algorithm just passed over a, a sell. And it was on February 14th. I was doing this analysis yesterday. When you look at the 200-day, they're well above the 200-day. If you were to look at Apple across the FANG names and, and some of the other S&P names, it's actually not doing too bad year to date. It's it's holding its its value, um, and it's consolidating here between the 160 and 180 level. Um, there's significant volume uh, volume shelves here. When I pull it to the uh, the most recent, let's look at this one. We'll pull it to the last time it traded around 180 January 3rd, and yeah, you've got significant volume levels here holding it between 170 and 180. So I think you have opportunity here in Apple as well. I think those Fang names are going to hold up. Um, I don't. I do see Jan, uh, March being up and down. You're going to have the the rate increase, and the question is, do we have a rate increase of a half a point or a quarter point? If you got a quarter point, this market's pricing in the half point. So you're going to start to see something go up. But again, um, you know, take take some profits when you can. I, I think you know, trade carefully today because you've, you do have a three-day weekend. Have a great weekend. Take care.